a good day today? It was a very good day today. I got a very a surprise drive-by from my parents who oh, dropped awesome. off the plants. They had their masks on. They wouldn't come near me, but they drove an hour to come here. So that was awesome. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah, special cool. happy Mother's Day to my mom. I was going to do the same thing to them. I'm so glad uh-huh. I didn't do it because we could have been driving. Yeah, yeah I would have driving. This- <laughs> that would have been crazy. <laughs> an hour. Both of us would have been mad. <laughs> so yeah, it was wonderful. So um, today, everybody, you know, we've got a great show, um, and it's really just kind of navigating this thing called life. And yeah, inspired by a book that Robert wrote a while back. <laughs> 2014, I wrote the book. Um, yeah, it's still in my it. closet, and it is so relevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, navigating this thing called life. What is this thing called life right now? Yeah. Um, you know, just like in life, when I wrote the book, um, oftentimes when you are driving and using your navigation system, um, where you are doesn't look like where you're going. Um, you know, you, you may find yourself, you know, drive riding along through life and you, you look up and you're like, well, what am I doing here? But that doesn't mean you give up. You right. keep moving because you're going through to get to your destination. Don't be alarmed by what you see right now. Oh, that's so good. Keep that's going. That's so good. And you know, and that is exactly the reason why we have the two guests that we have on today. We have um, Erica Johnson, who is the CEO of Positive Vibe Management. And we have Queen Saraja, who is an artist under Positive Vibes Management. And um, <laughs> Both of them know a little something about navigating through this thing called life. And I know Erica personally and um, some of the things that she and I both overcame, um, you know, just being young single moms at one time and now being these, you know, this amazing, robust, powerful woman that Mm -hmm. we both are. (laughs) (laughs) So what did it take for us to get from where we are to where we are today and where we were to where we are today? So we're gonna be talking a lot about that and how we've navigated through life and also looking at that from the context of Robert's book. Um, And so Queen being a product of um, of her mother. Um, I, I just can't wait to also talk to her because yes. I remember when she was four and <laughs> So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, we've got lots to cover. Yeah, we got lots to cover. We got trending topics. We got the research. You know, we got the balance challenge. It's going to be fun. So everyone stay tuned, share the broadcast, and we'll be right back on the live exchange. Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Robert Pierce. And I'm Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pam, what do we have today for trending topics? Okay, so we can't not do this show, um, or we can't do this show and not talk about, you know, what's trending in Brunswick, Georgia. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, with um, Ahmad Arbery. And, um, you know, it's interesting because this situation happened in February. Um, yeah. And I believe it was like the end of February. And, you know, when I heard about it, I actually heard about it two weeks ago. And even then I said, why is this not trending? And let me just, for those of you who have been not focusing on the news, I totally get that, but you need to know what's going on. Basically, um, there was a a young black male jogging. I believe he was was 25 years old. He would have been 26 this past Friday. And surveillance video recorded minutes before his death in which he was gunned down by two white men in a pickup truck in the South. Like that is just too, a little too cliche. Um, And 
they say that they were chasing him down because there had been a number of, of uh, thefts and burglaries going on in the area. They were sure that he was the guy. So they decided they would pursue him and do a citizen's arrest. Um, what's interesting is I've seen Facebook groups go, you know, pop up for people who are in support of these two uh, gunmen who were finally arrested on Friday. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them said something to the extent of all he had to do, they're talking about Ahmad Arbery, was just comply to some simple commands. Right. As if it's a dog, you know, I mean, and, and so there's so many levels to this. And part mm -hmm. of the reason why they get arrested ahead of time or earlier was because the, one of the, the, one of the gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm not going to say gentlemen, one of the mm -hmm. men um, was a, a district attorney investigator and he's very close to the district attorney. So the case is tainted from the from very the, no, Yeah, yeah. So here we are two months in and who knows what kind of evidence has been swept under it. To me, it doesn't matter. It is a clear cut and dry, open shut case, but I'm gonna stop talking. I, <laughs> no, I'm glad I, you're doing the talking so I don't get in trouble, you I'm know, when you. I go on my rants. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, so thank you for that. But um, yeah, it, it's just, again, 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 you know, senseless. And um, it's just highlighting the racism that is still prevalent within this country. And um, it's systematic now, you know, it's systematic. And so something has to be done. I'm tired of marching. I don't want to march. I don't, I don't want to sing Kumbaya. I don't want to light no candles. I don't want to put nobody's face on those t-shirts. We got to figure something out because yeah. we're dying. We're getting killed here um, time and time again. And I saw another story, and I hate to move from that, but there was another young man that also um, was gunned down. I don't even know the specifics, but, you know, this is happening too much, and I'm tired, and um, I don't know what we need to do, but we need to do something really quick. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what happens quick, you know, but yeah. I, tell you, I mean, we got to do something. Um, I, I want to bring in um, Erica and Queen into this conversation. And, um, and, and I, I will tell you, I will give them the grand introduction uh, shortly, but I, I really want to give them opportunity. We Absolutely. see your fingers, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. Let me get out of here. Can you guys see me now? Yes, yes, yes. Um, so basically, um, Queen, I would love to hear, you know, how old are you? You're 23? I'm 24. 24. And I just want to hear from the perspective of, you know, somebody who is in a, really in his generation um, and, and which is happening. You know, what are your thoughts about this? Uh, it's very frustrating and um, it's very sad. It's been, I've, over these last few years, honestly, I graduated high school in 2014. I started losing friends at around that, you know, that age group. We're 17, 18, and, you know, I have all my young black male friends around me and knowing them, knowing their families, know, growing up with these people, seeing that this is the country that I live in and this is how my, my peers are being treated. It, it hurts. Um, seeing this video, I, I was watching in disbelief. I was very upset when I saw it. It just yeah. kind of, it just, it's not, it doesn't make me happy. I'll, yeah. I'll give you guys that. And um, 
like uh, Mr. Rob said, it's I I don't know at this point what we can do. I like I have the highest hope for my generation, um, but if I go if I go on a rant, I'm gonna get deep into like you know the rap music, the music that they're they're putting out right now that these young kids like they gotta know. <sighs> it's just so much, you guys. Like it's so much. Yes. you know it's. I know exactly where you were going. Yep. You know, you know where I'm going. And it's like, I want, I want everything to be peaceful. I want everything to get back to a place of peace, but I don't know how that's going to happen right now. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, there's this pandemic, there's the coronavirus, there's so many different things to distract us even from this situation right here. The fact that it happened in February the fact that these guys are just now getting arrested, it's, it's too nonchalant. It's it's just too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much for me to touch bases on. I get very angry yeah, about these type of things. We're gonna take it in chunks, and um, but you know you said a, you said a, a lot there, and um, but we're yeah. we're gonna continue this conversation. We're not done with this yet, um, so stay with us. We'll be right back. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and uh, there she is. (laughs) So um, I'm going to go ahead and jump into a little bit of research. So one of the things that uh, I think we're all going through right now is this idea of transition, right? We are transitioning into what it means to go from we can go out and do whatever we want, have a good time, to quarantine. Um, I know California, and what I did mention is that Erica and Queen are in California. So very different experience than what we're going through here in Georgia. Yeah. And, um, and I've talked to some of my California friends, and they're like, they, you know, well, it depends on who you talk to. Some are like, nope, I'm glad the governor is taking charge. And others are like, this is some, mm, and we, we want everything to open. This is crazy. So, you know, I guess it depends on who you're talking to. But mm-hmm. regardless, we're all in transition. So the research that I'm going to share with you all today is what is called Schlossberg's transition theory. Schlossberg? Did I say it right? I'm impressed. Yeah, because I was like worried I wasn't going to say it right. Schlossberg. <laughs> Got it. Schlossberg. And I said it wrong just then. But Schlossberg transition theory. Emily Schlossberg. I have to point out it's a woman. Okay. And the theory is basically that, that it's looking at how people go through transition. And the way that we go through transition, according to Dr. Dr. Schlossberg, is um, there are four different elements that impact the way we go through it. There is the situation itself. There is strategies that we personally use. There is the um, support that we have. And then there's self, like who am I as a person? And so when we look at that and we are able to kind of look at, okay, so how does who I am as a person impact my transition? Now, right now, we have all our certain aspects of our demographic and who we are has been impacted in a way that is that's going to impact white people differently. And I'll just say that because now we've got this this shooting with Arbery while we are in quarantine, which has a different feel and a different meaning, still the same outrage, still the same. It's now we're in quarantine. And so when we look at transition and we look at that S that stands for self. Our race now has a whole different dynamic as it pertains to being in quarantine and dealing with this transition, because now our race has been, you know, under attack once again. And, and of course, there are some of us like me who would, who would have liked to have thought that maybe this hate could take a hiatus. 
while right. <laughs> we're in quarantine. That was a very naive way of thinking, but yeah. nonetheless. So that's the self piece of it. Who are you? What do you bring to the table and how does that impact your transition? There is the situation. What is the situation for you? So everybody's dealing with quarantine differently. Some people are in a house with 10 people. Some people are in a house by themselves. Some people lost their jobs. Some people are thriving because their job is a, a, an, e, a you know, an online job. Mm-hmm. So everybody's situation is different. So that's going to impact how we get through, tr- through this transition. The other S is support. What kind of support do you have? But also, what's the measurement of that support? You know, mm-hmm. support in terms of babysitting, perhaps, for people who have to go back to work. But then maybe they only got a babysitter for a week and they've got to figure it out the week after. Mm-hmm. Or support in terms of money. Or support in terms of just moral support. I got to get on and talk to my friends every now and then. So what does that support look like? And then the last one is strategies. What are your strategies? I have some very specific strategies for getting through this transition, which is prayer, which is walking every single day, getting 10,000 steps on my Fitbit every single day. Um, you know. And so what are your strategies? So those are the things, self, situation, support, and strategies that really kind of dictate how we go through this transition so that's the theory wow any what do you all anybody have anything that that was a lot but i I love i love the i'm I'm gonna jump to support because um you know in this time where people are like as you said you know various situations they're home you know some are alone some are in some bad situations they're in prison right now you know they are living with terrorists um You know, um, and so we have to be very conscious that everyone's situation is not the same. And, you know, in the support for me, it it just came. And I want to say this on Friday night, um, my family, we decided to have a virtual family reunion. Um, We live all over the country. There was folk. I'm here in Atlanta. All my people in New York, but we have family in um, Oregon, you know, West Coast. And we got on Zoom and we just supported one another and just loved on each other, you know, and made sure everybody was okay. And it just, it was a weight lifted off for me. And so I know we're going to, we got to go now because we got to come back. We got to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to we talk some more with our guests. Um, we got some more. It's going to be fun. Um, we're navigating through this thing called life. Tell your friends that we're here on the Live Exchange Radio Program with Dr. Pam and Robert Pierce. We'll be right back. And um, just, you know, the times with this coronavirus, we're still surviving. Um, I want you to come in and introduce our guests, and let's let's continue the conversation. Let's have some fun. Yeah, okay. Well, so we have got um, Erica Johnson. She is the CEO of Positive Vibes Management. And, I, and, and, and I, Erica and I go back um, to singing in the choir wow. in, in Loveland Church in Montana, California. And that was... Woo. Okay. I loved that church and that experience in our time. And so, um, and then Erica, were you and I in a little solo thing? Come and join the chorus. Yeah. Mighty, mighty chorus. You had a little Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, C-Dub, may he rest in peace. He was our I choir director. And he uh, actually kind of pulled us into a little, we got to do our little performance. It was kind of fun. So anyway, Erica, can you tell us who you are? And then let's give a little time also to your amazing daughter, Queen, as well. 
Hello, okay, everybody. Hey, oh. Hey, everyone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> Go ahead, Erica. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so my, I am a the CEO and founder of Positive Vibes Management, which is a management company for artists, mus musical artists, musicians. You know, I was thinking about branching out because I've had people hit me up about managing them, like comedians and things like that. But right now, we're just we're just solely artists. Okay. Um, I was doing hello. <laughs> I was doing I, I did corporate America for years in property management, and you guys know all of you guys who've been in corporate America. The BS being a black woman, first of all, a woman, and then being black. And I just got tired of it. And I said, you know what? My dad left corporate America. He became a successful entrepreneur until he retired. Um, and I said, you know what? That's for me. So I decided to just go ahead and leave corporate America and do what I know I'm called to do. You know, God's given me so many gifts, you know, and I just feel like I'm going to utilize that. I, I, I'm not going to be working for anyone, making them rich, sending them on these vacations while I'm begging for time off, like, come on now. So I said, you know, I'm going to do me. So that's what I'm doing now. So we're, you know, definitely um, looking to make our, our name, let the world know us in the upcoming and very near future. That's a huge step to take. And yeah. and I, I really commend you for that. And so on your label, or is that the, is that the terminology? Robert knows the terminology no, better no, than me. No, uh, would be company. <laughs> under the company or under your yeah, management. On her roster. On your roster. Uh, see, I see, I, you know, it's Queen. It's Queen Saraja. And um, and so Queen, can you tell us um, a little bit about yourself and, and what is it like to be under your mom's management. <laughs> oh, yeah, that first, well, my I'm 24 years old. I'm from California as well. Um, I'm a singer songwriter. I started off writing poetry first um, back when I was a child, like a young kid. I used mm. to like writing um, and I used to just read my poems, read my poetry to my family. It turned into singing through church with my mom. She she knew I could sing and um, my children's church also. So they asked me to start singing solos for them. I was around like six, seven years old, singing in front of the church. So mm -hmm. from there, you know, I just kept going and um, I gave myself some time till I turned about 18 years old to actually start working on like just doing my own thing because I wanted to be done with school, with high school first and just be mentally like, you know, available for it. You know, I wanted to invest time into it. So now um, I'm working on my my first EP, and um, I'm going to drop okay, a mixtape that? before that. Oh, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the dumb one here. It's just like, um, it's okay. I didn't know what it was at first either. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty much like a short little project, musical project, where you have about, some people put three songs, some people okay. put five. So I'm going to do, I, I want to do five. A lot of people are telling me that's a bit long for EP, but I don't know. I'm going to go for it. And um, yes, I have that project coming. That'll be out in August. So I'm working with, nice. working with my mom is crazy. My mom <laughs> and I can imagine, you know, mother-daughter duo. It gets intense, but my mom is my 
best like supporter, my biggest fan. She's not gonna give it to me straight. It's not right. sweet. It's in my, it's the best person to have on your team because you know this is the person that's going to be real with you. A hundred percent. At least, you know, in my case. And I'm sure yeah. everybody can say that about, you know, their mom. Like that's yeah. so I I love it. I love my mom being my manager. It's oh. it's just crazy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wow. So in terms of, you know, and Erica, you, you and I kind of talked about this, you know, during the break a little bit, um, single mom, you know, um, and, and is that like, because I said at one point, I, I just forgot about that title. That used to be like my badge of honor. Like I am a single mom. I got this. I got this. And then at some point it turned into, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a professor, I'm a writer, I'm an author. Um, mom was always on this, this has always been integrated in that, but single mom, for some reason, as a label has fallen off. And I'm just curious to know what your take on that is. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, I don't even like to be put in the single mom, you know, category. I feel like there's a stigma because when you, when people say single mom, there's always the struggle that comes to that. There's always the hardships. Like, oh, okay, wait a minute. I've been a single mom from the beginning, like you, Dr. Pam. I think we were and pregnant at the same time. If your daughter's 24, my son is 24. And I'm like, were we pregnant together? Okay, go yes. ahead. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I mean, hello, right. And back then, it wasn't, you know, back then when we were pregnant, it wasn't like a trend. It wasn't cool to get pregnant. So we were like, looked at like, oh. <laughs> Scream is like, but, uh, <laughs> those are the church girls I, pregnant. I, yeah, yeah, I had to sit down. They set the desk. But, um, but you know what, though? Single mom for me, I never had that struggle. I never had that um, that whole like, oh my God, I'm a single mom. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? Because like Robert was talking about earlier, the support. You and I both have always had a lot of support. Yeah. And I think because of the support that I've had from my parents, from the people, like my friends, you know, the people around me that, you know, love me, I was able to dodge that what the stigma of being a single mom is for for me when people talk about single mom i don't think i can relate even though i am like we said mm -hmm. we're whole we are single parents absolutely but i i can't relate to the struggle part of it so i guess that's why i don't really when they're talking about single parents i don't even like acknowledge that so that's so interesting because our, our, and, and this is where our situations are a bit different because I definitely had the struggle and it wasn't because for a lack of support. It was because I told my parents, I got this. I'm going to go ahead and move to the other side of the state and I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> so I made a, a, a huge choice, which was one of the best decisions I've ever made because I went, you know, went away to college. I figured out life. I, you know, remember having to hand food stamps to the cashier on the way to class and then looking at me like, oh, and you, you one of them, you know, and it was just a, so, so I definitely experienced that stigma and I definitely, um, I don't want to knock the people who, who have had the journey or, you know, who are on that struggle journey, but for some reason, um, it, it just hasn't been at the forefront, like single mom, but I am 100% single mom. So yes. interesting. I mean, it's just very, very interesting. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was weird yeah. that you did decide to go across the end of the, I mean, to the whole, the whole other side of the country. Like I, yeah. I was like, woo, when you yeah, did yeah. that, but because I'm crazy, but yeah. <laughs> 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 well, we come back.
Yeah, and we're going to continue this conversation. Uh, so stay with us. We'll be back. Dr. Pamela. And uh, so this week's Balance Challenge is actually brought to you by Peasy Heads. And Peasy Heads is a natural hair salon and is known also for her infamous, not infamous, because that's a bad thing, but her famous and amazing lemon butter cream. And uh, once you get your hands on that, you can edit your hair and it smells so good like lemongrass. So definitely look them out. Peasy Heads is also responsible for this amazing hack. In honor for me, uh, Mother's Day, dog mom. I'm very excited that we just got a little puppy. Congratulations. And yes, Prince, his name is Prince. And uh, actually, this is my daughter. I keep, you know, I, yeah, I kind of take it over. But mm-hmm. so this week's balance challenge is um, in, in kind of in light of the transition period, those four S's support, strategies, self, and um, I always forget the last one when I try to say it fast. But those four S's, <laughs> and somebody will think of it. Um, but <laughs> what I want you to do this week is I want you to be very strategic about your transition. How are you going through this transition and what strategies can you put into place to make sure that you can get through this week? One of the things that I recommend is not thinking too far ahead. What's gonna happen in October if this thing is still going on? All that does for us is add anxiety and stress. So what I want you to do is think about this week, between today and next Sunday, what is your strategy for making this an amazing week, regardless of what your situation is? What is your strategy? So I really want you to focus on that strategy element of the transition theory. Um, Of course, take into account who you are as a person, the self-peace, your race, your background, your culture, your religion, but strategy-wise, what are you gonna do this week? So that is your challenge for this week. I accept. I accept as well. So let's check in with us. Yes, and let us know how it goes. We'll be right back. Manager, her mom and manager, Erica. Welcome to the Live Exchange Video Show. So I have a question for Queen, and and I know Erica could probably better answer this question, but Queen, I know you've been getting this question your entire life, and I think you're like, I know what she's about to ask me. Your name. So I remember when you were born, and Erica said, I'm going to name her Queen. I said, oh, you know, and so it was like, Anybody named Queen before, and not just Queen, Queen Saraja as your full first name. Talk to me about the journey yeah. of being named Queen Saraja. How powerful is that? And why you were named Queen Saraja? Oh my God. My mom <laughs> gave me a name. She gave me a name name. <laughs> I, my, okay, my great grandma, her name was Queen Annie. So, um, you know, my mom, she wanted to name me originally Saraja on by by itself. But mm-hmm. my grandma, um, she lost her mom uh, when she was a young girl. Um, her mom died about 40 uh, from a heart attack. So she wanted me to have her mom's name. Mm-hmm. So when um, my mom was getting ready to have me, she was telling my grandmother, you know, I wanted her to be named Queen. 
And, uh, well, she was telling her she wanted me to be Siraja. My grandma was like, well, you should name her Queen after my mom. And she did. Wow. She went with it. That's so, yeah, that's made it, um, <laughs> it's made it, I love my name. Let me just, I love it's, it. it's taught me a lot, you know, just the name alone that my mom gave me and being a young female growing up with the name Queen, you know, mm. you start off not understanding how powerful that name is mm. and you have to grow, you have to become it. It's something that you have to wow. embrace and you have to embody. So I, uh, I, the name holds a lot of power and just, I'm thankful for the name. And, um, you know, it's just, it's been crazy also for school purposes because, you know, I used to get in trouble for my name as well. Like I'll tell a teacher or a lunch lady, you know, my name is Queen and they think I'm giving them a fake name. Mm. So I've gotten in trouble for it. I've gotten, you know, a lot of people have gotten it wrong, but, you know, it's definitely, it's been a fun experience holding this name. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> mom, have you had so to me, come? Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask, my mom, actually, her grandmother wanted me to meet her queen, Annie. And I was like, oh, God, no. I'm like, that's, that's so old and country. I said, mom, I'm not going to name her Annie. But I said, I'm going to name her. I'll do the queen part. And I'll name, you know, name her with Siraja. So I'm like, it works. So, um, but the thing about her name, a lot of people... Just like she said, they don't think Queen is her name. Yeah. And they they will call her Saraja. And I'm like, wait a minute, her name is Queen Saraja. That's her first name. So I think people sometimes just think like that's the thing to do now. Everyone's Queen. Queen on, on social media, Queen this or I'm uh, Queen it, Queen. Right, so right. they don't call her uh, Queen Saraja. A lot of times I just hear people saying Saraja and I'm like, no, her name's actually Queen Saraja. It's on her birth certificate from the beginning, 1995, wow. boo. Hello. <laughs> I love it. Well, I have found myself throughout the show just calling you Queen. So correct me. Should I be saying Queen Saraja? Um, you can call me Queen because you have known my mom for so long. And <laughs> yet my that's what I go by with people that, you know, just, yeah. you know. But Queen Saraja is what, that's my name. That's I my name. You know, everybody calls me Queen Saraja, but awesome. you can call me Queen. You guys well, call Queen Saraja, <laughs> I, I, I want to hear about your musical inspirations. You know, where, where, where are we getting this music from? Where is it birthed from? It's birth originally from my mother, my mama, because my mama was always singing. Hmm. But it's from the artist that she played while we were kids. And Prince was, Prince is my favorite artist. Prince okay. is like my number one favorite. Yeah. Then, we just named um, our dog Prince, by the way. <laughs> I, I heard it and I was like, wow, like, that's the same. I love it. I really do. You yeah. and my son are going to get along really well. Y'all got to meet. My son has, his whole look is Prince. He has okay. his long hair long. Yeah. Wow. He's, yeah. I, what? I gotta introduce y'all. Yes. <laughs> yes he has, what? Dr. Pam, does he have the moves like Prince? Can he move like Prince? I don't know. Uh -oh. He won't uh -oh. show me. But, but he does. His hair is pressed. Press and curl. Prince. It's Prince. But anyway, go ahead, Queen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I see. I'm caught up in Prince, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, TV Wonders. Um, uh, and then, you know, musically, <clears throat> I say Stevie Wonder for, you know, mm -hmm. his 
he can play, he can sing. Yeah. Same mm-hmm. thing with Prince. Vocalists, true vocalists are really like part of my inspiration. I love Jill, uh, just with the Erica Badu and Jill Scott. Oh, oh yeah. That was right. so um, And then, you know, if we're going to talk now, um, I say I, I, I'm into more so like, you know, rappers because I but I like Kendrick I like J. Cole but okay. I, you know those are they're part of my inspiration too it's just mm-hmm. they're a different inspiration, inspiration. I, um, it's all love absolutely yeah yeah you know and I yeah. as a singer I try to incorporate a, a little bit of everything I think when I write I write from a poetry stance at times mm-hmm. sometimes I write from a stance of just mentally just what's on my mind off, based off experiences, you know, it just comes the way it does from, I, I, and I feel like it's from a lot of those artists, just watching how each one of those artists kind of do something, like they have their own specific way of doing something. There's not yeah. one other artist that's like that artist. Right. And I think yes. that's what attracts me to the type of artist. I mean, like, it, it attracted me to them, and it's what's made me shape me as an artist now. Awesome. What's Let your me... specific way? I'm sorry, Robert. I'm sorry. Um, my question was, because I heard you say that you're a poet, so mm. when you sit down to write, are you writing poetry that's going to turn into songs? Mm. Or are you just writing poetry? Or are you just writing songs? What's that process? Talk about that. Love that. Wow. The process with writing a poem is no, n- not one of my poems have ever, I believe, turned into a song. I I, I swear because I separate it. So okay. that's I what Erica poem, said last night. Erica Badu said that last night. Hmm. Yeah, I separate it. I I've never written a poem with the intent of it being a song because it's like hmm. I'm just, you know, when I write, I I write. I love writing first. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. writing first, but when I write a song, it's more so a song can happen anyway. It Mm. it happens. It's crazy the way it happens. It happens just like writing a poem. But when I write a song, you know, there's a melody in my head for it. Or I might've already started creating it before I started writing it just based off a melody. And that melody has, has made me feel a certain way about a certain time or it's it's weird the way that happens. Writing a mm. song is just it could happen because I just heard a noise that put me in a, a certain place, and now I feel like writing. It's <laughs> it's a it's a crazy process, honestly. But poetry definitely separate from my music. Okay. Hmm. Spoken like a true artist. Doctor a question. Oh, yeah, I was going to say at one point, um, Queen, you said that, you know, you love that that these artists that you admire have their own unique style, uh, their own unique way of doing things. And I'm just curious to know for you as an artist, what is your unique way of doing things? I've heard some of your songs on Instagram and they are powerful and soulful. But how would you describe your unique spin? Mm, My, well, I'm kind of in a stance of like, Musically or like in a stance of like recording, like musically, I think I'm I'm thinking more musically. Like what distinguishes you if I were to listen to an Erica Badu or, or you know you from well, them? Well, for me, I don't I don't necessarily have like a the genre that I'm going for. It's like 
I'm not going for one specifically. Mm-hmm. I just, when I write, I kind of write to whatever. Like, it, say it's an acoustic version of something. Or it's hip-hop. Or I might write a rap song. Like, I'm kind of like a verse. Very, I'm not saying that they're not versatile. No disrespect in any way. Right, right, absolutely. Any other grade. But their, vers- their versatility is crazy. But mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I just, when I release my music, like this new music, it's going to be more from a standpoint of like, how do I describe this? I'm so, it's so crazy when somebody asks you this type of question because <laughs> mm. this is any time because it's Because you're in it, so it's probably right. hard it's to just describe. Music. It. I get it. It's just your music. Is it, would you. it be fair for me to toss that question to your mom to kind of get an idea of how she perceives your style? Yeah. And your- yeah. Okay. So for me, when people ask me, what is her genre? I call it hip pop. H-I-P-P-O-P. Because... Uh-huh. Queen has such a range of sound. She can, you know, channel her inner paramour, or she can, you know, go from that to Rochelle Pharrell, or from Rochelle Pharrell to to uh, uh, Queen Latifah. Like she, she raps, she sings, but I would, if I was going to give it a category, it would be hip hop, because um, like you have neo soul, you have rock she's kind of like blended she does Mm -hmm. a little bit of everything i can see that i can definitely see that wow well thank you we have so we have so much more to cover um so so don't go anywhere anybody uh but we're about to finish out the first the first chapter so i'm right i think you're right the first hour of the show and move into the next hour so stay with us and we'll be back management, but also this also happens to be a mother-daughter team. So what better time to have a mother-daughter team with today? Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Yes, happy Mother's Day. And this is my first dog mom Mother's Day. There you go. Does that count? (laughs) I never thought I'd be a dog person. So we, (laughs) that's great. I'm wearing hats now. That's that's Mm -hmm. bad. We are, you know, talking about this whole navigating things called, uh, you know, this thing called life, which is inspired by the title of Robert's book that he wrote years back. Um, And, and, you know, Robert, the gist of that book, what what kind of was the... The the sole purpose of the book and the message is that um, no matter what you're facing, don't stop, don't give up, keep going. Um, Just like your navigation system in your car. Um, when you when you get the destination, um, it doesn't because your destination is one place doesn't mean that you're not going to see some places and experience some things that looks nothing like where you're where you're headed to. But that does not mean that you're on the wrong track. It does not mean you're off course. That means you are on course. Keep moving. Don't give up. It's not over yet. 
Um, the best is yet to come. You're going to get to your destination. And I don't want to ramble, but you got me on fire now. But I got, the inspiration from the book literally came to me on a cruise. Um, some years ago, I took my family on a Thanksgiving cruise. And um, we was on the ship. And um, my father and I was on the front of the ship looking ahead. And we saw this major storm coming. And I'm going to say this quick. And we was like, well, for sure. He's going to turn, the captain is going to turn this ship because on the right side and on the left side was sunny. It was beautiful, but straight ahead, we could see a storm coming. Mm. And we stood there and we waited for this, the ship to turn, but the ship never turned. Before we knew it, we was in the storm. The ship was rocking up and down violently to the point that people got sick. And so the next morning, this went on all night. The next morning, I literally was hot. And I just so happened during breakfast, I was walking to get some breakfast and I ran into the captain. And so I, I wanted to give him a piece of my mind. I said, excuse me, sir. I was on the front of the ship and I watched you um, steer us right into the storm. And now people are getting sick and they're, you're ruining our vacation. And he was so kind to me. He was like, sir, can I explain this to you? He was like, yes, I saw where the storm was. But prior to us leaving, we evaluated that the storm was not going to hurt the ship or anybody on the ship. Mm. Yes, you may have got a little bit sick, but had we turned left or had we turned right, we would not have gotten to our destination, which was the Bahamas, on time. And so we evaluated that it was worth going through the storm so we can get to the other side. Mm. I lost my mind and I went home and wrote the book. Oh, I love it. Hey, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I love it. Yes. Yeah, and, and so, so navigating this thing called yeah. life is first. Yeah. And just the various chapters, it's all saying just don't give up. You're going to face yeah. a lot in life. Um, Queen Saraja, in the music business, you're going to face a lot. Don't yeah. give up. You're going to meet snakes. I promise you, you're going mm. to meet them. Don't give As up. Entrepreneurs, You're gonna yep. be liars. Don't give up. Uh, we gotta go. We gotta go to a break now. See, I'm gonna start preaching because I'm also a preacher too. <laughs> He's also a preacher of my <laughs> current church. <laughs> and so um, we'll be back. We're gonna come back to continue the second hour. We got a lot of coming up. We got um, trending topics. Like we did trending topics. We got research. We got a lot of fun. We'll be back. Yeah. All right. Welcome back uh, to the live exchange. I'm Robert Pierce. And today we are talking about what it means to navigate this thing called life. life. And Robert yeah. gave us an amazing layout about what that can look like. And uh, I don't think any of us are going to cruise ships right now, but. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I'll, I'll make this real quick so I can finish up. I, I'm glad for the break because I probably was, you know, would have been on my third point by now. It would have been offering time. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but even, um, I want to say this to everyone about this, um, even in, in, the, in my book, and I'm not promoting it. I promise you I'm not. I'm promoting it. Um, Navigating this thing. I, like I even talk about the dark times where you find yourself in life in the dark times. And I found myself. Um, I, um, there was a time where I attempted to, to kill myself, put a gun to my head and pulled the trigger. Um, and so I, I speak about that. And I really want to talk about it now because suicides are up now yes. as we're, we're being quarantined. Um, yes. And even in this time, whoever is going through whatever you're going through, I promise you it's not the end. Don't give up. Um, live another day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Try yes. another day. 
Just try another, another day. day. Mm -hmm. Try another day. Before you know it, you, it'll be a year. And yeah. things will change. I promise it will change. But you got to live live to see it. Yes. And so don't make a permanent decision on a temporary situation. Mm. That was the, the whole quest of the book. That's good stuff. And that is what we're talking about on the show today, about, you know, what it means to navigate this thing called life. And just to give you all a heads up, um, I did ask Erica, look, if if you could pick whatever topic, you know, you want to talk about on today's show. Um, she did mention relationships. So we mm. are going to get into that during this hour. Awesome. Robert and I love talking relationships. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I look forward to hearing um, about that from the standpoint of being in your 20s. Yep. I'm going to put you on spot queen and <laughs> being in your 40s. Mm -hmm. Totally yeah. different experience. Uh, <laughs> and Robert's right. in your but you're not dating. I mean, I, I'm I not dating. You, I just put you out there, right? I, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know if that was okay. No, no, it's fine. Um, 25 <laughs> years of marriage, um, happily married 25 years. No, I meant years. by your age. I just threw your age 51, out there. 51, yo, 51. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to be 18. Remember Hello. that? That is a blessing. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, Erica, earlier in the show, we brought up the situation with um, uh, Ahmad. Um, oh gosh, what's his last name? Arbery, um, Ahmad Arbery. Arbery. And mm -hmm. you wanted to say something about that. We didn't give you a chance, but I, I really wanted to get your take on that situation as well. Okay, I was saying during the commercial break that I'm, I have a lot of love in my heart, but when it comes to racism and you know the things that we as a people go through, I have zero tolerance. I'm more on the Malcolm X side by any means necessary. I'm utterly disgusted by this situation because this is just the norm for, for our people. And it's so sickening to me. I mean, you guys are there in Atlanta, Georgia. We're in California. We have people walking into stores with uh, the KKK mask on. I saw and that. I, it's disgusting. And I'm to the point, the crazy thing is, I'm glad we have Robert here to kind of get that balance because I try to always stay in the place of love, love, love conquers all, love. But then it's like the fleshly human side of me, it's anger. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of our, it's not, thank you, it's normal. But, you know, I'm like, like you said, he's tired of the marching. I'm tired of the, that's uh -oh, we lost her. We lost going her. There on, she goes. Um, oh. <laughs> going on to, can you guys see me? Yes. Can you guys see me? Yes. We can. Can you guys yes. can hear me? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. We got you. So going on to, I can't hear nobody. Oh. Okay. Going on to um, the internet and social media and 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 putting hashtag, um, you know, Arberry. That's not enough. We've right. got to do more. And I think the problem that as a people we have is that we don't do enough. And we've got to do and take measures like, like, like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did, like Malcolm X did. They were willing to die because when they stepped foot to protest, to, to speak, they knew that at any given moment, they could die for the cause. Yeah. We, I don't feel like, are willing to die for the cause. We just do enough 
to, to, to stir it up, but we're not really making moves. And I feel like it's time for our people to have some on the front line that are ready to die for the cause. Cause yeah. that's where I'm at with it. I can't hear you guys. Okay. Okay. Well, no, that's, that's good. Um, and, and I think that part of the, the thing is with, you know, we're in a different time era where, you know, we are more independently thinking than I think we were in the civil rights movement era. You know, we've got this era of, mm -hmm. um, I, I gotta get mine. I gotta go. And there's nothing right. wrong with that in, in, you know, to some level, we do have to take care of ourselves, but I think we lost that collective, you know, we Absolutely. are one. Yeah, the community. Yeah. We lost our sense of community. We lost the community. Yeah. yeah. And, and Erica's right. I, I don't know what we do about that. I don't know how we get the community back. I don't know if dying for it is the way that we have to do it nowadays. Or I think maybe uh, our strategy is let's be the Supreme Court justices. Let's be the judges. There's, you know, um, but yeah, know. Then what does that get us? Now we got, you know, war, you know, now we, you know, with civil war now that that doesn't work either. Yeah. And so I don't know what it is. I don't have the answer. If I did, I would have wrote the book. I would be on CNN. Yeah, you, would be. you know, I would be. The, I'm not the expert, but I know what we're doing is not working. If our best thinking has got us here, something yeah. has to change. That's good. <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so when we come back, we're, we're going to continue this conversation. But I am curious, the perception of being in California and seeing these things kind of happen in Georgia, you know, Erica alluded to it, but when we come back, we'll, we'll know a little bit more deeply. So stay with us. Um, hour, I talked about transition theory and um, and really just looking at what it takes for us to go through a transition. Some people go through it um, smoothly. They glide through. Other people struggle immensely. And by the way, this research is brought to you by Shalon Willis Beauty Architecture. She's the official makeup sponsor for the Live Exchange. Um, and she is a amazing and phenomenal. And so definitely check her out. She is beauty architect in every social media platform. Um, but this hour's um, research is is looking at what Robert had mentioned earlier was that the suicide rate has gone up, and not only has the suicide rate gone up, but of course um, the the calls to you know for the crisis hotline has gone up significantly. Um, I think it's nine hundred percent that the calls nine hundred percent. So if we think about that in real numbers, like what does that look like? That is. So on one hand, it's a really good thing that people are calling. On another hand, it's very telling that people are calling. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and so the that's the crisis hotline. As far as domestic violence goes, those numbers have gone up significantly as well in numerous states, in Texas, in uh, Colorado, in Georgia. I mean, it, it, is, it is going up. And so um, I, I, we have to be, there's two things here. We've got to be vigilant about what's going on with ourselves. You know, if we need to make those calls, if we need to do what we've got to do, we've got to be proactive about that. We can't brush it under yeah. the rug and say, well, I'm probably not that bad. Um, or don't wait till you get that bad. Don't wait. Be proactive in the moment. Um, as far as um, from, you know, even the you know, domestic violence, but as far as it, it, it it's concerned from outside of yourself, if there are people in your life that you need to check on, check on them. Yes. 
find ways to, to just make sure that people know that they're not alone. I know we can't take on everybody's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely don't want you to do that. But I do, you know, if we are well and we have the potential to be a resource for somebody, to refer them somewhere, to, you know, let's be proactive about that. that because if there was any time where that was needed and that's necessary, the statistics yeah. and the research is showing that that time is now. Now is the time. Yeah. Go ahead, Erica. I was just saying, yeah, right now. Right now is the time. Absolutely. I can't imagine being alone in a situation like this. And and then on top of that, dealing with, you know, mental issues or instability, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything is exacerbated right now. It's, it's you know, whatever minimal thing. It's, it's funny because people say, you know, whatever issues you had before you got married, when you get married, whoo, everything, you get to see it in, in full bloom. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's happening now. Any yeah. kind of issues that might have been below the surface, whether it is from marriage or your job or your children or whatever it is, everything is in full bloom right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, what do you do? Now, the two of you are in California. And in California, we were in our, I, I'll speak for myself, was in my own little bubble. And I, you know, I heard things about the South. I heard things about the Midwest. I moved to Wisconsin from California. I did not know there were black people in Wisconsin. <laughs> Apparently there is a whole city called Milwaukee with a whole lot of Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of shocked. I thought, the California weather, you know, 70 degrees is cold. Like anything 70 and below, like, uh uh-uh, I'm wearing my big coat. Wisconsin, Hmm. I thought if you got caught in 30 degree weather, you're about to die. (laughs) 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 On my trek to Georgia from Wisconsin, moving to Georgia, my biggest fear was exactly what we saw happen with Arbery and and those the the hate crimes. And, And so my stereotype about Georgia was deep south, I don't know, am I supposed to say yes, sir, no, sir? And people like, how, I, I came completely ignorant about what it meant to live in the South. So I'm curious to know, for those, because both of you have been in California your whole life, what is your perspective? Well, I think you might have moved to Arizona at one point, Erica. I'm not sure. But what is your perspective? <laughs> I, I, it was Arkansas. I went to Arkansas. My, grand, my grandfather passed away. So that's kind of like Georgia. Right. <laughs> okay. So you've been out. You've no, been out. So no but I'm curious to know that you know from your lens and from your standpoint, what do you see in terms of what's going on in the rest of the world? And 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 I'd love to hear this from an intergeneration standpoint, from Queen being in her 20s, Erica being in your 40s. You know, what is the rest of the country looking like to you from a California? Because if I was in California, I'd be like, look, my governor got us. We're good. But what are you thinking? <laughs> you know, let's talk about the generational, you know, differences. I'm in the house. Queen's in the house now. Now. But <laughs> now. But you know, I'm in the house. And I feel like people that are a little bit older, we take it we we're taking it a lot more serious than the younger generation is. Um, and so I'm not the people that are out here protesting, I don't get it because for the majority that I see, we're all trying to stay indoors, stay sheltered in place. It's just the younger generation that I see that they don't take it as serious right now. Well, I'm going to give Queen an opportunity to respond to that uh, when we come back from the break. You're going to have a little time to think about it <laughs> while we're on the break. And uh, when we come back, we will hear from Queen. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. And I'm Robert Pierce. <laughs> We've been talking about what it means to navigate this thing called 
yes. life. Life. And our guests are uh, CEO of Positive Vibes Management, Erica Johnson, and Queen Saraja, who is a musical artist. And um, we were just asking about just kind of from being in California, you know, what it looks like um, in terms of how this whole thing is playing out. Um, Erica mentioned that the younger generation really isn't taking care. Um, I'll just throw in there that those protesters, they are not young. They're like old white folks in their 40s and 50s. But, uh, but yeah. go ahead, Queen, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear us, Queen? Um, it was breaking in and out a little bit. Sorry. Okay, you're on. So what, what is your take on, on how this is all going in, in response to your mom? Well, I think that the younger generation, I agree with my mom in the sense that um, they don't take things as serious. But also, the younger generation, I almost got into it earlier, is just, my generation is just all over the place, like, as it is right now. And they have been that way for a long time. So I feel like with anything going on right now, the only way for them to learn is there's got to be some sort of influence on social media. The same way they do TikToks, mm. the same way they do Instagram posts, the same way they do like, you know, the, the mm. stuff that matters to my generation is what connects with them. Okay. And unfortunately, there's so many people doing the same thing of everything. People, you have all these followers just, you know, kind of just, <sighs> I guess they're just living. That's what you want to call it. But it's also like, you know, at some point there's got to be some sort of discipline. And for us, we're, we're growing up. We're not kids anymore. And the kids that are coming up are coming up twice as crazy. So mm. I, I think that there needs to be some sort of influence that speaks to them and connects to them. I don't know what it's going to take for my generation to wake up. I really don't because we've been, mm. we've, we've seen a lot, you know, we've yeah. experienced a lot. A whole lot. Yeah. This president, so much going on. You know, I always say this, um, um, Queens, Saraja, and your generation, and probably the little bit older than you, were the first generation, let's think about this, to have access to information without having to ask permission. Oh yeah. That's um, huge. You know, prior to the prior to these smartphones, you had to go to the library to get any type of information and mm -hmm. you had to ask permission for it. But when we open up the internet to the world, now everything is at everyone's fingertips. So, you know, yeah. younger folk are being exposed to stuff at an early age now. Um, they're they're not even just being exposed, they're experiencing it. And yeah. so um, somehow, some way, we got to get a handle on information. Think about it. Yeah. Um, it's Absolutely. the information that we yeah. disseminate that, that sways everybody now. You know, yeah. uh, uh, good. I know you won't say something, Dr. Pell. I was going to go on the rant. <laughs> well, I was just going to um, bring our producer verses into this just briefly, if she can say something just about the generation, because she and Queen are not too far apart in age. Um, and just curious to know versus if you have a, a perspective on the generational piece. Well, let me get this. Okay. All 
All right, well. I didn't give her a heads up. I just threw her in this. I, I okay, got to get my sound right. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, oh, well, honestly, I think it's, um, it's I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. Um, I feel like there is there is a group of people who are going out there wildly. Like, as soon as they said, oh, Atlanta's back out, we got car meets. People are standing outside of Linux. Lord knows why. But then we also have those people that are actually out there saying, like, listen, like, sit down. Like, we are, we have family members that's getting sick out here. We have, you know, loved ones that are dying. Um, but then there's, like, that burning question of, like, I am, like me, I do, like, industry work and stuff like that. And so, like, a lot of people, like, they're, like, their, their palms is itching and just, like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I to do? We can only live so much. We can only see DJ so much. I'm ready to go out here. I'm ready to perform. I'm ready to do all this. But it's just like, is it going to be worth it if we like, we're going to be dying out here? As we saw, like, it turned into like, oh, black people can't get it to like now majority of black people are getting it. Wow. So, yeah, like, it's just like, it's like that, like, flip of the coin where you just kind of like stuck in between like a rock and a hard place. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. Woo! And that's that's huge, though, right there. You know, from black people saying we can't get it to we we are the most that it, that's yeah. getting it. That's information right. was disseminated. Bad information. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Again, yeah. when we can just give information out without fact checking. Yeah. And generationally, we do this, and then what happens is everyone wants to be first to report and not right. Mm, and not yes. right. Yes. And so we, we, you know, you start to lead people on on you know bad roads because we're we're right. we're moving, we're being twisted and turned on by every wind of doctrine. That's what the Bible says that not to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But that's what yes. social media has us tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Right. And yeah. until we get a hand, and I'm not I'm not talking censorship. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. But there has to be a responsibility on information. Absolutely. As, as long as information can just be given out without any responsibility, we're mm-hmm. going to have anarchy, and that's mm. what we have. Yeah, it's not an exaggeration. You know, no. it could it could totally sound like an exaggeration, but it's not. That's what we've got going on right now. Absolutely. Uh, wow. So, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if this is my role, but I'm going to just do it anyway. When we come back, <laughs> I'm a Devo again. No, but when we come back. <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be me. I'm sorry. I was, no, I was, you do it because I was coming down off of what I was talking about. No, that's yeah, I was into that. We are going to switch gears and we are going to talk relationships. And we're going to okay. look at relationships from the standpoint of the generational differences. But also the question, when somebody cheats, do you cheat back? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Stay cool. with us. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Dr. Pamela. All right. Welcome back to the live exchange. This week's balance challenge is all about transition. What does it take to get through this time of transition that we're in? Um, and I talked a little bit earlier about transition theory that looks at several different factors in terms of what it takes to get through transition. Self, strategy, support, and so forth. But what I want you to focus on is the strategies piece. And the strategies, what are you going to do this week between this Sunday and next Sunday to get through what is your strategy? And I will just tell you that some of my strategies involve walking every single day, getting to my 10,000 steps, 
every single day, um, making sure that I eat healthy. That is a yeah. huge part of Absolutely. my strategy. And as I tell my daughter, she laughs every time I say this, but I tell her, I am not about to gain 85 pounds while in quarantine. <laughs> I say it every time. <laughs> and so, but part of that is not just about vanity. It's about taking care of myself and making sure that I'm strong, that if, God forbid, I do get this thing, that my body is ready to fight. fight. it off. Right. Yes. So what is your strategy to get through this week? Talking to friends, blocking people who call me who I don't want to talk to. I mean, <laughs> there is just, you know, what's your strategy? So this week, this balance challenge, I want you to devise a strategy and execute it to get yourself through this week. That's your I, challenge. I accept that challenge. Challenge accepted. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Life Exchange. I'm Dr. Campbell. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I was on mute. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So we said when we come back, we're going to be talking about relationships and Relationship. dating. Yeah. And just looking at dating from different generations. And I just had to ask this question. So uh, when I, so I'm single, you know, well, I'm, I'm in a relationship, but in terms of just like dating and so forth, that's not something that I've really had to watch myself and my daughter do at the same time. She's 13 and she really cares less about a boy right now. At least that's what she's telling me. She could be, I don't know what she's doing right now, but <laughs> that's what she's telling me. But you and so now you have a, a, a an adult. You have she's in her twenties. She's dating. Maybe you're dating. What does that look like? <laughs> well, how's that going? <laughs> I am, I'm definitely not dating. Okay. And I, I have I've been single by choice for a, a long time. Okay. Um, but growing up, you know, being as we talked about earlier, a single parent, you have to be so selective. Yeah. with who you bring around, especially, I mean, it doesn't matter if you have a, a male or a son or daughter, you have to be selective for both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and so I have, I mean, Queen can tell you there were some guys and they, not that many, I can count them on one hand, maybe three that she did not like, and mm-hmm. I did not listen. And, you know, going through that because you have the mentality, I'm the parent, you're the child, stay in the child's place. Mm-hmm. But, Fast forward to looking at her date and some of the things that I've seen her go through in her relationships, I'm like, okay, you know what? They reflect some of the things that she saw me go through with these Mm. guys that she didn't like. And so I would honestly tell parents, single parents that are dating, yes, they're kids, but listen to your kids when they're telling you certain things. You know, we're in the black household, you know, growing up, you you're seen, not heard. And they had a so, grown folks business. Yes, you know exactly. <laughs> and so, so we didn't get to to give our opinions. We didn't get to say what we did and did not like. Mm-hmm. And I I've learned that um, it's just a different time, and you have to listen to your children. Had I listened to my children, I honestly think along the way, some of the things Queen, she's the only one dating. Um, right now, but or she's not actually dating right now, but she's dated. She's, she's looking like let me clear that up. She is not dating, she is single, but she has dated, and I've seen some of the things that you know may have kind of spilled over into her relationships mm-hmm. from the things that she saw from me. Okay, yeah, 
Very interesting. Queen, I'm, I'm silent because I'm waiting for you. <laughs> Uh-oh, no, we can't hear you. I don't think we can hear you. Oh, we can't hear her. We can't hear her. Okay, so until we can hear her, I'm just going to um, throw out a, another question. Oh, we've got a full screen of Queen. Okay, so, you know, in terms of, and that's one thing, I think that's such a key point that you made about listening to your kids, and that's kind of the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the opposite of what, we experienced and what we were right. told to do, you know, right. like how dare we have a say, yes. um, but it's amazing to me. Some of the things that they see, um, you know, I've had Joya tell me and same thing. I, I can count on one hand and maybe three people that she's met in her entire lifetime. Um, and no, I don't like him mom. And I'm like, you just being a hater. You like, stop, stop <laughs> hating, you know? And, and she's right. Every single, you know, she was right. And yes. so, um, they see things and, you know, we can't underestimate, not that we want to pull them in the room and say, so give me some relationship advice, yes. you know, but, right. <laughs> but we right. do have to be mindful. We would be mindful. I think we should be right. mindful of anybody. We bring our children around that right. they don't feel comfortable. If it's the neighbor, if it's an uncle, if it's a, an aunt, a, you know, a cousin, if there is any reservation, we need to take that seriously. So why would we not do the same when it comes yes. to dating, you know. Right. Yes. Um, Queen, can we hear you now? Let's hey, try. Hey, hey there she is. Okay. Yep, yes. I don't know what happened. We got you back. That's all right. Sorry about that. So to touch basis on the um, dating thing, yes, uh, my mom, from that standpoint, um, you know, I've seen people I didn't like her dating, but she's seen people she didn't like me dating. <laughs> and I should have listened to her as well. Um, mm. <laughs> so we got to listen time. to each other. <laughs> every every single time. But dating at a young age right now is just, it's just the reason why I'm shaking my head every time I hear the word is because <laughs> once again, with my generation, there's not really much uh, like to, to look for right now. Like these, mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to, you know, talk, like negative about just my generation as a whole. Cause you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the equation, but I'm, you know, I feel like a lot of people in my age group, they don't take the time to self analyze. They don't take the time to get to know themselves truly. Oh, yeah. so, we did that too. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I've done, I've done it. It's, it's taken me a long time. I'm starting to actually, wake up, you know, from just going through so much, realize I there's I have to analyze myself. I have mm -hmm. to focus on what emotions, you know, I feel, why I feel this way. How do I control certain emotions? You know, everything. And I feel like a lot of the men for my age group, they don't take the time to get to know themselves. They don't and and therefore and that's you know that's it's no rush right now. But yeah. and that's that's another yeah. thing too. I think it's an issue is that everybody is rushing everybody is not taking the time to get to know themselves and instead they're investing this time into another person at such a young age to where it's like i'm going to give you all of me i'm going to give you everything all my and there's nothing wrong with that either but now you forget yourself yeah. now you've got two people who are with one another who <laughs> are just going with the flow with each other and yeah. learning you learn different things about a person when you're with them so I think that um, just 
I don't because I don't want to start going too deep into certain things. It's just <laughs> we might have to do a whole other show on this yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. when when you talk about show. Yeah, yeah, you know, two yeah. people wanting to, to give them all the who they are, and they don't even know who they are yet. You know, right. I didn't know who I was until right. forty. You know, I'm like, right. oh, that's who I am, and I'm still figuring right. it out. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I get stood it. at the altar at 24 years old. I said I do. But the truth was, I didn't know what I, I, I should have said. I do to what? Because yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> what, yeah. am I doing? Yeah. what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, what, I did yeah. that at 27. Right. <laughs> thinking I need to have, I've been told my life, two-parent household, i got to have a father for my child. So let yes. me go ahead and walk down this aisle. We'll figure it out after. I know yeah. it's a hot mess now. We'll just figure <laughs> it out after. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. 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 So we we don't have a whole lot of time left on the show. Erica, I know that you asked, you said that you might have a question for Robert. Can I put that on? Can I put yeah. you in that spotlight right now? Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to try to answer it quickly. Okay. <laughs> Robert, my mm-hmm. you're married. I've never been married. I've been proposed to several times. My parents have been married for over 50 something years. Like Dr. Pamela's, you know, parents, we mm-hmm. come from that. I don't foresee that for me. Because mm-hmm. my idea of a, a good marriage, this is what I think, would be I have my own place. He has his own place. We come together two and three times out of the week. Maybe wow. Yes, that's wow. what I want. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Maybe we do handle our business. We might have a date night. We, you know, take care of those, you know, those marital mm-hmm. things. He might be able to spend the night. I can spend the night too. But I need my space. Mm. is that realistic as a married man and a pastor is that realistic and how do you feel about having and needing your own space personal space Mm. Um, that's a a great question and um let me try to make sure i say this right um (laughs) can it work i'm sure it can absolutely it can work now the question is um Will you feel the same way that you feel now mm. a year, five years later? I'm pretty sure. Fair. That's fair. But, you know, I mean, because that may change now. Um, however, I I don't think, I know I couldn't live in a separate house with my wife. So would it work for me? No. But I can't tell anybody in this world what will or will not work for them. It is their, is their life to live. You're doing nothing immoral. Um, okay. You do nothing un- unbiblical. You just okay. live in separate homes. You know, I used to commute. I used to work in California and commute back and forth. So there was oh, two years I didn't live with my wife, but we lived in separate quarters. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? It worked for that time. So whatever works, works. As long as it's moral, it's biblical, you're okay. Now you got to find somebody who's going to agree with that. <laughs> there you go. There's the Achilles heel. That's the Achilles heel. Well, I, and, I, I, and I agree resonate. with it and not be manipulated to agree with it. They agree with it wholeheartedly and not being manipulated just to appease you. And they're loyal to the arrangement right. as well. They don't have some Absolutely. You know, things going on in their house while you got things going on. Unless that's what y'all agree to. But that's, yeah, you know, it's, it's a whole different know, conversation. If that's but, what you agree to. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dr. Pam. Because we well, got no, three I was minutes. just going to say, yeah, we have three minutes. And I was going to say the reason why that might resonate with me, because I've been independent and single for the last, unmarried for the last 10 years. And I'm like, ah, that sounds good to me. You know, and so, but I, so I get it. Um, yeah. And I wish we can delve more into that. Yeah, because, my question is, why get married if you want to do that? Just stay dating. Well, because then we can't, you know, biblically speaking, you know, we can't do all the things that husband and wife would do if we want to be, you know, 
Yeah, I get it, but that's just the question. <laughs> We're not going to go there. Yeah, but you're right. That's a whole other show. And so mm -hmm. we might just have to do that show. But before we <laughs> leave, uh, like Queen's not here, but Queen's I want to give her opportunities to sing and to give us. In the meantime, Erica, how do people get in touch with you? Are you accepting any? I know that for a while you were like, I'm not really accepting anybody. Are you accepting anybody for your management at this time? Can she hear us? Hello. Oh, Queen is back. Okay, Queen. I can, I can hear you. Yes. yes. Sorry can we get you to sing about a 30 second clip before we go of whatever? Yes. <laughs> Are you ready? We are ready. ready. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. I thought you were mentally. <laughs> I can't, I can't hear. You got the world right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you said 30 seconds? Yeah. Okay. I'm going away for a while. I'll be back. Don't try to follow me. I'll return as soon as possible. See, I'm trying to find my place. It might not be here where I feel safe. We all learn to make mistakes and run to them, to them. Full speed ahead. No, you are not. Useless. We are just misguided ghosts traveling in sleep. The ones we trusted the most pushed us far away. 30 seconds. Woo. That voice. Yeah. That voice. Amazing. And a Thank lot of people you. can't do that live. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that. What an amazing yeah. voice. Beautiful. Well, that was the perfect way to end the show. So thank you yeah. so much, Queen. So Raja, I'm gonna say your full name. Thank you so much, Queen, Queen Saraja. Saraja. And thank, thank you, you so much, Erica. Um, and, and how can they reach you? Give us the, the hashtags. We got about 20 seconds. Um, I can be reached at um, on Instagram at Queen Saraja, Q-U-E-E-N-S-I-R-A-J-A. -E -E and my handle is the same for Facebook and Twitter. All the same. You don't have to ask. Yes, I just made a new one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh -oh. And Erica, how can I find you? Oh, she's doing positive, positive vibes management. It's positive underscore vibes underscore management. And that's how you yes. can find her on Instagram. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, no problem. Well, that is it. That's all we got. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show, Queen Sarasha and Erica. Uh, we've got to have you two back for sure. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you both. Thank you, Mr. Robert. Thank you, Dr. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Versus. You guys are amazing. Love the show. Thank you so much, guys. Everybody, we will be back here every Sunday. We're here every week from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Live Exchange. Join us every week. If you missed the show, if you missed any of it, go to theliveexchangeradio.com and you can find everything there. But remember, when we dialogue better, 
We do better. We do better. Thank Have you. See you next week. This is America.